God is not a God of disorder or confusion, but is the God of peace. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have a faith that can move mountains but do not have love, I am nothing. We also have the prophetic message as something completely reliable, and you will do well to pay attention to it as to a light shining in a dark place. Until the day dawns and the morning stars rise in your hearts. You are tuning into the Tribe of Christians podcast with host Brandon Dawson, the chief sinner, bringing you a peace of mind, clarity, insight, and perspective to the world you live in by the word of God, featuring the latest updates on end time prophecy news. Don't, Don't forget, forget to subscribe to the, to the Tribe of, of Christians, Christians broadcast, either on Stitcher, Spreaker, iHeartRadio, Podbean, SoundCloud, Facebook, or YouTube at tribeofchristians.com. Without further ado, here is your host and teacher, The Chief Sinner. Welcome and thank you for tuning in to the Tribe of Christians broadcast. I am your host, founder, and ministry leader, Brandon Dawson. Now I'm going to reveal the incredible true prophetic significance and the meaning behind the November 8th, 2022 blood moon lunar eclipse that will occur on the very morning of the U.S. Congressional Midterm Elections and its possible prophetic warning to the nation and Congressional Republicans. Now, I'm sure you guys are already aware of the blood lunar eclipse that will occur the morning of the midterm elections. Now, to be honest, I really didn't want to put another video message on this because I've already published uh, so many other messages about these blood moons. But the Lord has really put this on my heart to do another message because I cannot stress the urgent implications of these warnings to you guys, especially since I know what it means and I know what is coming for the nation. Now, we have learned a lot over the past several years what these warnings actually mean, and they are very serious. So this video is going to be uh, really in-depth. I'm going to cover previous signs that have occurred, including the Revelation 12 sign uh, from 2017, the solar eclipse that occurred in 2017, the implications of what happened in 2020, the blood moon uh, that occurred this past May of 2022, and what all of that means for this particular blood moon and the very urgent warning that is to come and what's coming over the nation. Now, there's also a lot of in-depth uh, information that is found right in Genesis, right in the very first week of creation that I'm also going to be talking about. I'm going to reveal to you guys what most people do not know or understand concerning the signs that occur in the heavens and how it also applies to these blood moons I'm going to cover as well. So this video is in, de uh, is in, in most certainly, is going to be a lot more in-depth and a bit longer than my usual videos. So be sure to stay tuned throughout this entire message because there's a lot of stuff uh, that I'm going to get into that I'm going to reveal to you guys. Um, a lot of things that most people do not know, uh, and I'm going to give you a much more depth uh, in-depth understanding about what's occurring, why it's occurring, and then what is going to occur and what's going to happen. Now, I'm sure you guys have already watched and have heard what every other prophetic YouTuber out there has already said about this blood moon, uh, as well as the uh, midterm elections. 
And I have heard all kinds of theories as to what these people think that this moon means. Uh, Some have said that it signifies a red wave that's coming, uh, which very well is most certainly coming. Uh, Some people have said that it signifies the year of the Lord or favor that's coming. Uh, Many of of these people have also said it represents revival or a harvest. Uh, There are also a lot of theories out there, all kinds of different theories. And from what I have heard and what I've seen so far, hardly anybody has actually really revealed what this stuff actually means, what it really represents from a true biblical prophetic perspective. And I believe, just like how most of these folks were way off about 2020, I believe they are way off again. So you guys want to pay very close attention to this video. Now, of course, lunar eclipses and solar eclipses, the blood moons in themselves, don't always mean something. There are usually two eclipse seasons that occur every year, one in the springtime, the other occurring in the fall time. So there's nothing unusual or significant about that in itself. Now, in order to determine if there are any kind of prophetic or biblical signs that are occurring, uh, if they are occurring concerning an eclipse or a blood moon, you have to consider the entire context of what the uh, what's happening, the particular geographical part of the world that the event's going to be visible to. You've got to take a look at history. You've got to look at previous eclipses that have occurred. You have to have a very well understanding of Scripture and the prophetic patterns that have occurred throughout the Bible. And so when you take a step back and you consider all the context, all the facts, and the time, the location, all that stuff, then you can determine if there is a message or not. Now, before you can understand the significance of what this blood moon means, there are some very important contexts that I'm going to show you guys. Nine specific, nine specific points that I'm going to show you that I'm going to make uh, in order that you guys can understand the true depth and meaning behind this blood moon, uh, which these points are specifically revealed right in Genesis, in the very first week of creation. And some major context about this is also found in the book of Joel that most people never talk about. So point number one, Genesis 1, 14 through 19 tells us that the sun, the moon, and the stars were not in fact created on day one. They were created on the fourth day. So when God said, let there be light, and uh, that light did not come from the sun or the moon. And when God separated the day from the night, having the first day morning, uh, creating the first day, that was not from the sun or the moon. Okay, this is very important and significant to understand and keep in mind when we get into these specifics about the blood moons later. Now, number two, the first thing that God did before he created anything was that he separated the light and the dark. He distinguished their differences. Day and night are not distinguished, uh, or they were distinguished before the creation of the sun and the moon. Genesis 1-3, God saw that the light was good. He separated the light from darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. Now, why is this important to know? Because the physical and the natural material things that we perceive to be light and dark or good or evil, according to our judgments, are not defined by this world. They're not defined by the natural seen eye, such as the sun, the moon, or the stars. But they are distinguished only by the Word of God and the Word of God alone. This has to deal with obedience, the presence of sin, and yes, a coming harvest. 
These things are determined by our obedience to the Word of God and not just faith alone. So you'll see this more in depth much later concerning both the church and Israel, especially to the self-proclaimed churches who have claimed to know Christ and yet completely disobey His Word. Now, point number three, vegetation, plants, trees, flowers, all that stuff was created on the third day, the day before the sun and the moon were created. Now, you cannot have vegetation. You can't have plants or trees without the sun. You cannot have rain or climate without the moon because the moon is what creates tides and currents in the oceans, and that's what creates climate and rain. No sun means no energy for the plants. No moon means no rain, but here they are yet existing before the sun and the moon were created on the third day. So there is a reason why God did this in this specific order. This was to show that all life originates from God, not the universe, not from the sun or some cosmic explosion or the Big Bang Theory. This means that everything has its purpose in God alone, including the fallen angels and the nations who go against the Word of God. Now, point number four, time began before the sun and the moon were created. The sun and the moon is how, today, we determine time, how we determine the seasons, the very hours of the day. This is how, where we get our 24-hour day system and have developed our calendars. No No sun, no moon, then how do you determine the time, and yet time was created on day one. So what does that mean? God is not dependent or obedient to the time, but rather time is dependent and obedient to God, who is the Lord of time. When you think of prophecy, you are dealing with time, both the past, present, future, as God has said that he is the beginning and the end, the Alpha, Omega, the first and the last. All time is subject to the word of God, not the other way around. So again, this is stressing the emphasis and the implications of obedience to the word. Now, point number five, the earth predates the sun and the moon, and it predates the entire universe. As the Bible tells us in verse 1, the earth was there before anything else, but it was formless. So in other words, God anointed this planet different than all the other planets, than all the other stars, and all the other solar systems, including the entire universe. God distinguished this planet different from all others. Similarly, like how woman was not created the same way as all creation was, right? The Bible says that everything, all these living beings came from the earth, but yet woman was in fact created from a living being and was the only one created from a living being. She came from man. So this again goes back to our purpose and our identity in God and in the word of God. Everything that God does is significant. Again, the context and the details are very important and they matter. Now, number six, point number six, light and darkness are not determined by the sun or the moon. If light already existed on day one, then why did God create a sun and why did he create a moon? Okay, what purpose do they have if light already exists? How do you have a morning without a sunrise? How do you know what darkness is if there is no light? Or how do you Know what light is if there is no darkness. Again, they are distinguished and determined only by the Word of God, who has defined all things, who has set the boundaries and the limits of all things, and has given everything its purpose. 
Now, the Bible says that the sun, the moon, and the stars were created for the sole purpose to mark the times for significant anointed and holy days and festivals. Which brings me to our very next context point, point number seven. Israel did not exist yet. If sin had not occurred yet, if mankind had not been created yet, if the fall did not happen yet, then why create something to serve as a sign to mark dates, times, and seasons? Obviously, God factored in the entire story, not just the beginning, but God factored in the end of the story as he created the beginning. He is the beginning and the end, the Alpha Omega, the first and the last. Exactly as the Bible tells us, John 1, 3, which tells us that everything was made by him, was made for him, it was made through him. So this is a grave, there is a grave misunderstanding, a grave misconception among Christians in the churches that the devil and his principalities are not subject to the word of God or the sovereignty of God, that they just do whatever they want, whenever they want to whoever they want, and that they just go around creating this disorder and chaos acting outside of God's complete sovereign control and command. The truth is, however, as I revealed, that God does not make mistakes. God already factored all these things in when he created everything, including his plans for salvation, right? The angels who turned evil, who were thrown to the earth, still subject to the authority of God, are then used as tools of corrections, tools of judgments, and tools used in the tribulation period against the wicked and the unjust, even used to sharpen and perfect those who do belong to the Lord God. We see this in the book of Revelation 9, at the sounding of the fifth trumpet, when the angel of the abyss is unleashed and wrecks Havak upon the world as one of the judgments upon the earth. We also see this in the book of Job. Satan is used to test Job. We see this in the Gospels, where Satan is used to test Jesus and the disciples. Now, if you go back and you even look at the book of Judges, God also uses the enemies of Israel as a tool to keep Israel in check when they fall into sin or idolatry. And so if you look at what is happening today, when you see the rise of evil leaders and evil governments, these are signs of judgments occurring when there is rampant sin among the nations and among the people. And so as the Bible tells us that when God's judgments are upon the earth, the people of the earth learn righteousness. Now, another key aspect that most people do not preach or talk about also is that not only did the Lord God send His one and only Son, Jesus, to the earth to save it, but the Lord God also sent Satan to deceive and condemn the world. That 2 Thessalonians 2.11 tells us, For this reason, God sends them a powerful delusion so that they will believe the lie and so that all will be condemned who have not believed the truth, but have delighted in wickedness. So in one aspect, God has sent his son Jesus to make salvation available, while he has also sent the devil into the world to bring about condemnation. These two may seem like a contradictory, but in fact, they are working in conjunction and in, in together in God's complete sovereignty and justice. Salvation and judgment occur both at the same time, not separately or differently. Now, if you want to understand the times, because that ultimately, that's what prophecy is about. This, that's what the sun and the moon are about, uh, and what uh, it's about time, and the Lord of the time. God is not obedient to the time, but rather time, again, is obedient to God. There is a major difference. 
Now, point number eight, throughout the entire Bible and throughout biblical prophecy, the moon symbolizes Israel where the sun symbolizes Gentile nations. Now, there, this is why there are two calendar systems, the Gregorian calendar and the Hebrew-Jewish calendar. The Jewish calendar is lunar-based. It's based upon the moon and is how the Jewish people in Israel determine when the biblical feast will occur by the moon and its positioning. Now, this was to distinguish Israel from all the other nations and to serve as signs to the Gentile nations concerning Israel. Now, point number nine, and the last point I'm going to make before we move on, is that one of the most important details about the blood moons is that these blood moons point to the Gog-Magog war where the judgments of the nations occur. Now, when a lot of people think about blood moons, they look to the book of Joel. It's associated with Pentecost, to the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, and its connection to prophetic dreams. But if you read the beginning of Joel and the entire book of Joel in its context, it occurs during the events of Gog and Magog, or at least it prophesies about the events of Gog and Magog concerning the end times. So in case you have not noticed, there are things happening concerning Gog and Magog, concerning Russia, Iran, China, and the OPEC oil nations, which are the very same nations that are literally identified and defined in the Gog-Magog alliances with Russia. So we must pay very, pay very close attention, pay very close attention to this, Joel chapter 2 and 3, at the judgment of the nations, the context of Joel 2 and 3 concerning the end times. It starts with the war of Gog and Magog. But the main event, right, the seven-year tribulation period begins, and it is marked by the division of God's land and people, the very center of it all. And is the inspiration behind the Antichrist false seven-year peace treaty, the single most main event that kickstarts everything off is the division of the land. Joel 2.28, concerning the great outpouring of the Holy Spirit, and in the last days, Concerning the signs and the moon and the sun, it says these things come in response after when the evasion occurs. When there is an evading army and in the midst of these attacks and the threats of all sides. Joel chapter 3, which says, In those days and at that time when I restored the fortunes of Judah and Jerusalem, this is talking about the full restoration of Jerusalem and the tribe of Judah, I will gather all the nations, bring them down to the valley of Jehoshaphat, There I will put them on trial for what they did to my inheritance, my people Israel, because they scattered my people among the nations and divided up my land. So the Lord is indicating grave signs that are occurring in the earth and in the heavens in connection to the division of the land of Israel, of Jerusalem, and the Lord's anointed people, the Jewish people. Now that you have that context, if you take a step back and you see what is occurring, what has already happened, you get the entire picture of what's going to happen and what this specific blood moon actually means and why it occurs on the U.S. election day. These blood moons are directly, directly tied to Israel and the Word of God. If a blood moon is present over the United States, therefore it's a warning to the United States concerning Israel. The shift is already beginning to happen and the stage is literally being set. 
Look at what is rapidly unfolding concerning Europe and ask yourself, has there ever been anything to this magnitude, this severity occurring in history like what we are seeing today? This goes beyond the world wars of World War I, World War II. And like both of those world wars, they were focused about the Jewish people which brought about the restoration of Israel. And so a key aspect concerning this coming war that many people overlook and have completely missed are the identities and the roles in which Europe and Palestine play concerning the land of Israel. Many people do not know this, but yes, Europe and Palestine are both specifically named in the Bible concerning the end times, and they most certainly have to do with these blood moon warnings. Take a look. Joel chapter 3, verse 3, specifically identifies three regions having to do with the division of the land of Israel and the war of Gog and Magog. They are Tyre, Sidon, and Philistia. These three are at the very forefront behind the two-state solution between Israel and Palestine. The Bible says that they will succeed to divide the land. This two-state solution will happen, and when it does... That's when the tribulation period occurs and is at the forefront of the Gog-Magog War. Philistia is where the original Philistines dwelled, the sworn enemy of David in Jerusalem. They still exist to this very day. They are known as the Palestinians. During the Jewish revolts that occurred in the later years of the Roman Empire, at the destruction of the Second Temple, and when Israel was completely scattered, Rome renamed the area of Israel to Palestine after the Philistines. The Philistine region is located in the area of the Gaza Strip. This is important that you guys understand this context and who these people really are. Sidon and Tyre no longer exist as they once did. They were formerly located in Syria, but like the Philistines, they also, too, still exist to this present day. When the second temple was destroyed along with Jerusalem being conquered and Israel being scattered, there were also other regions that were also conquered and scattered. Tyre and Sidon were also the two areas that were conquered by Rome, and those people were also scattered like Israel. They immigrated to the north and into the area in the regions of Mesopotamia, also into France, Italy, Greece, Turkey. Now, near the 6th century, about 400 AD, is when these people began to call those regions the name of Europe. Now, the name of Europe is a Greek mythology name that came from the daughter of the king of Tyre, the one who is named in Ezekiel 28 concerning the king of Tyre possessing the Antichrist-like spirit. The king proclaimed himself to be a Roman Greek god. He had a daughter in whom was named Europa. These people therefore named the continent of Europe after Europa, the daughter of the king of Tyre. Now, Revelation 17 details the mystery of the prostitute of Babylon, the prostitute who's seen riding the Antichrist beast system, who's dressed in purple and scarlet clothing. The city of Tyre, where the king of Tyre comes from, where the name Europe comes from, where we get this Antichrist-like king, that city produced a very rare and famous dye at that time that was exclusively used only for kings and royalty. That dye was a purple and scarlet dye. So right away, we are dealing with the judgments and the idolatries of these Gentile nations, these harlot nations, the EU, the UN, the NATO, and yes, the United States as well, which I believe is the head of them all. Everything is happening exactly as the Bible said 
it would happen. Now the nations are in absolute turmoil. Take a look at Europe. Look at the entire continent of Europe. Look at the entire world. It is roaring. Many of these nations are already beginning to collapse with these massive energy and fuel and economic crisis that is happening. This is 100% about Israel. Now remember, in 2014 and 15, for those two years in a row, there occurred what they called the four blood moon tetrads, where each blood moon fell on a major Jewish festival and holiday, and they were of Passover and the Feast of Tabernacles, one in the spring, one in the fall. Now, what did those blood moons mean? Now, I was one of the few to actually get this right. June 5th of 2020, also September 10th of 2020, in a prophetic word that I published on our website titled, When Will the Pandemic End? I revealed how those four blood moons that occurred two years in a row indicated that plague would fall upon the earth and it will last for approximately two years in retaliation for something occurring with the land of Israel, with the division of the land of Israel. Now, the number four, because there were four blood moons and on four Jewish festivals, again, having to deal with the fourth day. Remember, the fourth day is when the sun and the moon were created. This indicated that uh, and symbolized the entire earth. The number two is a number that deals with division. And so this represented when the plague would occur, why it would occur, and for how long it would occur. And it would occur in 2020. It would last for two years, and it would be connected to the division of the land of Israel. And so I've talked about this numerously on our channels. If you guys are familiar with our ministry, this is absolutely nothing new. Here we are two years later. Again, dealing with the number two, 2022. Again, having the number two, which represents division. September 23rd of 2017. Okay, massive things happened that year. There occurred what they called the Great Revelation 12 sign, where the constellations of Virgo and Leo, along with the sun and the moon, gave a perfect illustration of that sign mentioned in Revelation chapter 12. Revelation chapter 12 says that there is a woman who is crowned with 12 stars on her head. There are nine stars in the constellation of Leo. The planets Mercury, Mars, and Venus aligned to the constellation, making it 12 in total. Now, the constellation of Virgo depicts a woman, where the sun was behind her and the moon positioned at her feet. This happened. The planet Jupiter then followed a direct path in this alignment exactly for 42 weeks, as in pregnancy, and exited for two weeks like how a child is born. Revelation 12 warns of a coming time of great severe persecution against Israel and the church at a time when Israel uh, at a time when Israel was res, uh, restored in, in the end times. And so August of 2017, there occurred what they also called the Great American Solar Eclipse. Now three and a half years later, after those signs occurred, the warning of the blood moons, the Revelation 12 sign, the eclipse, all that stuff came to pass beginning in the year of 2020 and was a foreshadowing of exactly how the tribulation period is going to occur. Three and a half years into the tribulation period, which the false peace treaty is broken. Now, in January of 2020, what happened was the United States in fact, put forward a two-state solution, a peace deal between Israel and Palestine that would have, in fact, 
divided up portions of Judea and Jerusalem and would have given it to the Palestinians for statehood. This happened. Now listen to me very carefully. This is very important that you understand this. This deal was not done by a Democratic or liberal politician leadership. This deal was orchestrated, architected, and done under what they have labeled liberally, or literally the most far-right extreme conservative political leadership. Liberals did not attempt to divide up the land in 2020. It was conservatives and Christians who have done this. This was done under Republican leadership. Now, I do not care how much a deal favors Israel uh, or uh, all of the land, not some of it. The Bible says that all of the land belongs to Israel. So you cannot put forward a deal that's going to divide up the land, go against God himself and his very word, no matter how well intentioned you mean for that deal, and not expect that God to do something about it. And that's exactly what happened. Regardless of how it happened, Regardless of what your political viewpoints are about this, three months later, after the two-state solution deal was put forward, plague happened. Millions of people died. It had a major impact on the elections. Major restrictions did not even get lifted until two years later, until uh, March of 2022, exactly two years as our ministry had revealed what happened. And so during that time, we saw great persecution against the church and Christians. Churches were forced to close their doors. They were demonized by both the public and the media. We saw the CDC weaponized against the churches and Christians. Many people were forced to either give up their jobs or were fired. And so we saw a literal manifestation of the Revelation 12 sign, the blood moons, all that stuff coming to pass. And so that part was only the very beginning of it all. Now, fast forward to our present time, 2022, it's happening all over again. But this time, I believe it's going to be much more severe. Now, we had one major significant blood moon occur this year already in the, sp in the spring, which I've already talked about. May 15th of 2022, and that, uh, which also occurred on a major Jewish festival, which is known as the Second Passover. Now, that is correct. There are actually two Passovers that occurred. And yes, it is found in the Bible, Numbers chapter 9, concerning those who were ceremonial, unclean, those who were grieving the death of a lost loved one, they were allowed to offer their sacrifices and observe the Passover on a second Passover. So here we are again, dealing with something concerning the land and the Jewish people. Now, just this week, Benjamin Netanyahu was also historically re-elected as prime minister over Israel. Now, although Netanyahu, who is viewed as extremely conservative and favors the religious sections of the Jews in Israel, he was also at the very helm and forefront of the 2020 two-state solution, in which yet he said yes to. He would have successfully divided up Israel if it were not for the Palestinians and Hamas refusing that deal. And so that was a major intervention by the Lord God who stopped the seven-year tribulation period from prematurely starting. Now there is also something very significant about this blood moon that will occur on November 8th. It goes beyond the elections. But to understand it, you have to understand what happened this past May with that blood moon. Now, May 15th blood moon was also known as the flower 
moon lunar eclipse. This is very important to know and remember. May's blood moon occurred in the middle of the constellation of Libra, which is also very significant. It is a constellation that depicts the scales of justice, and Libra occurs in the month of September, the most holiest month out of the entire Jewish Hebrew calendar. Now remember, I mentioned Libra concerning the Revelation 12 sign that occurred September of 2017 with the Libra constellation. That's not a coincidence. Now that blood moon lasted for a total of 84 minutes and is one of the longest blood moon lunar eclipses recorded in history. That is also very significant. It gives us an indicator of a timeline. We are currently now in the Jewish New Year for 5783. The number three in the Hebrew is the letter Gimel, which represents retribution, restitution, and payback, the commencing and giving of a reward or a punishment. I did a very significant prophetic message on the Jewish New Year for this for 5783 called the Year of Retribution. If you have not watched that, definitely check it out. I talked extensively about that. Now, next year, in September of 2023, it will be the Hebrew year for 5784, as in 84 minutes of the blood moon. This is not a coincidence. Retribution and payback is most certainly going to occur and is going to happen. So what does all this have to do with this blood moon that's going to occur on November 8th? So this is a grave warning, and I cannot stress this enough, an absolute imminent grave threat, grave warning to the Republicans, to the GOP Congress members, should they gain the majority of Congress in this election, not only concerning the land of Israel, but specifically concerning Kamala Harris, should they impeach Joe Biden. Now, our ministry has published several visions and warnings concerning Kamala Harris, and we were one of the very few ministries that actually got the 2020 elections correct, prophesying about Biden and Harris on September 26th of 2020. I'll make sure to post a link to that if you have not seen or read that word. Now, I had a vision on that day September 26, 2020, from the Lord, that specifically warned me of Kamala Harris. But in that vision, they did not call her by her name, Kamala Harris. Instead, in that vision, they called her Lilith the Destroyer, and they said that she would bring destruction upon the United States. Now, I have also seen visions concerning this destruction where I have seen New York City buried 300 feet below the ocean, followed by destruction that occurs also in Washington, D.C., Boston, and Baltimore. I have published multiple messages about this over the past five years. Now, the name Kamala Harris, or the name Kamala in the Hindu Sanskrit means lotus flower, which happens to also be a red water lily flower. May's blood moon was called the flower blood moon. That's not a coincidence. Water is also a persistent sign with the lotus Hindu god that Kamala was named after, and God is going to use that very sign in the destruction against the Northeast. Now, this is very similar to how God has done this before concerning the ten plagues of Egypt against Egypt. Each of those ten plagues that occurred represented 
idols in which Egypt worshipped. So God is about to do the very same exact thing to the United States concerning these extreme idolatries of liberalism, feminism, of abortion, and also the LGBTQ uh, idolatries. Lilith is a demonic principality in connection to the destruction and is the female version, the female form of the Antichrist type, and she's a part of the unholy Antichrist trinity. Her name is referenced in Isaiah 34, 14, concerning the desolation and the destruction of the nations. Now also, Lily, as in the red lotus flower, Lily is short for the name Lilith. And so our ministry, again, has put forward several visions concerning Lilith and Kamala Harris, which I believe when Kamala Harris is appointed as President of the United States, her appointment will serve as the very imminent threat, the sign of coming destruction that's going to occur in the United States, specifically on the Northeast Coast, impacting New York City, Washington, D.C., Boston, and Baltimore. Now pay very close attention to this. Kamala Harris was born October 20th, 1964, which makes her a Libra. The very exact constellation that the blood moon occurred in May with May's blood moon. And is also concerning the Revelation 12 sign occurring September 23rd of 2017 that portrays a major persecution that is going to occur with the church. Now, therefore, the warning is this. Should Republicans in the GOP win majority in Congress, I believe that they will immediately move to impeach President Joe Biden and they will be successful or Joe Biden will resign. And so in doing this, this will result in a Kamala Harris presidency fulfilling the prophecy. Her appointment to the presidency will serve as a grave sign of coming destruction against the United States in retaliation for not only concerning the land of Israel, but also concerning all the idolatries that have been occurring in the United States, specifically with the shedding of innocent blood and with abortion. Now, Congress needs to heed great caution and should seek biblical counsel in, in doing this. We need to exercise full caution, full wisdom, and discernment in these next coming days and weeks because there are most certainly tribulous times planned ahead for our nation and the nations. Now guys, that's going to conclude this message. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, please get in touch with me. Please don't forget to subscribe to receive further updates on critical messages just like this one. As always, stay encouraged, keep running our race, keep finding the good fight of faith, and never lose hope.